Hey, how's it going? It's Tim Brown. This is the HVAC Hustle Podcast, and today I have Tommy Mello on. How you doing, bro? Great. Glad to be here. We're talking about performance pay, and specifically people that maybe aren't always on performance pay in a lot of companies, because I want to hear your take on that. But first, just for your CSRs, what is the type of performance pay that you're implementing in your company? Yeah, so we started out performance pay about seven years ago. There's really what's in it for them. Why should they try harder? Why should they care about booking calls? Why should they care about being empathetic on the phone? Why should they care about data integrity, getting street instead of avenue, not send the guy in the opposite direction? So you got to come down to five things or less and what's in it for them. And the better they do, I'll, I'll, get, I'll give you an example, Tim. I went to performance pay and I actually saved a little bit of money. They made less than they made hourly. Within a month, they were making an extra $7 an hour. But I was making an extra, I was making an extra hundred grand a month on top of their pay mm. when I switched to it. So Isn't I think- is it funny when people resist? Oh yeah, it's, it's crazy. People say, here's the deal, losers work for hour. Losers work for hourly. Uh, really bad owners, really bad managers. I don't care if it's controversial. The fact is when there's no skin in the game for the person to do better, if I wanted to be hourly, I'd say, here's the question I'll ask you. This is what I ask you guys. If I could give you a guarantee of 70 grand, my average tech makes 100 grand with the potential to make 200, uh, but I do have guys making less than 70, which one do you want? Exactly. <laughs> and if you said, I need to, you know, I've got kids, I'm married, you know, with, with everything going on right now, I just need to be stay consistent 70. I say this isn't for you because you don't bet on yourself. When the average technician can make more than that and you're betting on yourself, when we win, they win and vice versa. And what's this, why should somebody try hard to work for you and be focused on what's important to make the company tick if there's nothing in it for them? Some people aren't cut out for these types of positions, right? How do you know when somebody's not that guy? Oh, typically they say they're not competitive. They don't really care. They're kind of just flowing through life. It's just kind of like, you know, if I, you know, this is all I need to survive and I'm good. They just, they don't dream. They're not ambitious. They don't want to make something of themselves. Typically, hourly people are just, and don't get me wrong, I wash dishes. I bust tables. I mean, listen, I've been in this role. I've been in hourly. But I typically wanted to be a server, a bartender, where I can make tips and build relationships. So luckily, because of hospitality, what I learned from working in restaurants and bars, I just said, this is the way to go. And it's not easy, but it's not easy to do that. And, you know, typically what happens is you're gonna have a huge fallout when you do it. But then you're gonna attract the right people and you're gonna make more profit than you ever thought. You're gonna be able to invest back into the people. I dig it. So talk to me about performance pay for non-obvious roles. Obviously like CSR, technicians, all this different. Like okay, so like for, for example, yeah. like my C-suite director VPs, what, how they work is they might make 90 grand with a 100% bonus with an extra 90 grand. And there's wraps around a lot of things like gross profit because EBITDA could be affected. EBITDA could be affected if I go out and decide to buy a bunch of stuff, invest in other companies, I could affect the EBITDA dramatically. But if I'm looking at gross profit, and really what we do is set a, a fair budget with growth, but not this extreme crazy goal. Now I have extreme crazy goals, they're called Tommy goals, but I'm not gonna <laughs> set that to their bonuses. Yeah. So. I have my own budget yeah. that I work with on them, but then they got this budget, right? That we report to the banks. And if we hit our budget that we all agree we could hit, the 
each quarter they can make 25%, which is a hundred percent bonus. Mm. I like that. Cause I've been thinking about that in my company, like a key player that I want to incentivize, but then some key there might be an amazing operations person, but you don't want them to stop you from doing all that crazy stuff that does lead to exponential growth. Right. So I like that setup. Well, gross profit is where it's at because that number is going to happen. It's, it's, it has a lot to do with direct labor and, and your expense of that job. So you go out and you want to do all this crazy stuff, invest. It doesn't affect that number. Mm, I dig it. What have you seen not work in regards to performance pay? What have, what have been some well, Number one is that I see a lot of people where they'll be like, they'll add too many components to it. And then they'll add like reviews and all this other stuff. There's performance pay and then there's gamification and contests. And to have fun just having, like we, we all, we just did a, uh, who could sell the most? It's called integrity packages. And I gave $500 to the winner, 300 to the next and hundred to the next. So some things you're just trying to get the behavior. Some things matter all the time. Does the gamification stuff distract from the performance pay? Do you think at all or no? No, I think it's important to have some, it, it's weird. One of my managers called me in Detroit and he goes, Dan Farr, he goes, dude, when I, do a contest for a month like these guys try so hard to win it whether it's service agreements whether it's door sales but they make so much more money our idea of contest and gamification is try to get them to see what they're going to make to get those behaviors but don't have more than five things that you're judging about well like the performance pay can't have more than five things but you use gamification and contests yeah to get people to get those other things coming cool we'll talk more about that in a second i want to kind of in the middle of the podcast, let's go off in a random direction for a second. I want to do hot takes and cold trends in HVAC and home services in general. So let me talk about home services. What's a hot take that you have on the home services industry? Maybe something that people would disagree with or find controversial. Well, I said one right now. Losers do hourly. Um, performance pays where it's at. But I'll tell you what a lot of people don't agree with. I mean, the market's shifting, right? Call volumes down in every industry. Right now, I happen to have access to inside data for a lot of PE firms and a lot of things. And we're coming down the mountain. I mean, I hate to say it, but if you're not going to work to get better and you got to contain in your four walls, quit blaming your marketing company for your poor performance. There's not more leads to go around. It's less demand. It's just the nature of the beast. So you got to get a higher booking rate, a higher conversion rate, a higher average ticket. You got to pay less per lead. And sometimes it goes back to guerrilla marketing. Sometimes you got to go to B&I meetings. Sometimes you got to go back to the door knocking to the neighbors, the quote where you go to the three neighbors. Sometimes you got to put yard signs. So as much as people think I'm going to go, I'm going to grow, I'm going to do all this. You know, I think in 19, what, 33 was the Great Depression. The fact is, everybody thought they were going to do well, but you can't affect the economy. So affect what you could affect in your four walls. The victims out there, the people saying, you don't know my market, you don't know this, you don't know that. Like they've got every excuse in the world. They've got every reason why they're not trying. I think, uh, what's another hot trend that, that I would say? Um, you know, they say Angie doesn't work. Thumbtack doesn't work. They say that Nextdoor doesn't work. They say Yelp doesn't work. That's a load of shit. It's a load of shit. Like Bellpack still works. Yellowbook still works. It depends on what market you're in and how you differentiate yourself and what technology you're deploying. So I... I get without, they say home warranty companies are cheap and they don't do anything. Bullshit. I just met a guy doing 4 million in garage doors EBITDA of a home warranty. So 
everything out there works. You just got to make an effort to make sure it's working well for your company. 100%. Now you were saying you have inside data, so I have to pick your brain a little bit on that. What percentage, you're talking about, we're coming down the mountain. What okay, percentage so have we seen? The average hit? company was growing 33%. Yeah. In the last year. It's, it's below five. Mm. And the trend could turn pretty quickly in the negative direction. It's still in the black. But, but I'll tell you this. It's 30% down from last year in a way. Like It's almost 30% yeah. down on growth. But what's happening? Interest rates are up. Yeah. The housing market's down. Mm -hmm. Student loans are back on Dude, payment. Yeah. Housing <laughs> subsidies yeah. are going away. Yeah. The PPP money's ran out. The ERC credits are falling short. <laughs> the money's tightening up in yeah. DC. Yeah. What's going to happen? What's inevitable? People have less spending money. That's what yeah. we call our GDP is not where it should be. Too many people aren't working collecting government bullshit because they can make more money staying at home. This isn't a Republican or Democrat thing. These are just the facts. Yeah. Okay. And you, you can't also incentivize people to stay home. To get GDP up, everybody needs to be giving into the system. And in the United States, we do not have getting more taxing the rich. We have a spending problem. It's like mm -hmm. this. This is the number one thing I say to people. Why aren't you growing? Because you decided when you made 150 grand to get a nicer house, buy a nicer car, get a better cell phone plan, join the, you know, the, the new best membership for your gym, eating out more often. And guess what my problem is? You're spending more money. Look at these guys. Look at these guys. There we go. Uh, let's, let's talk about um, cold trends. What are things that you think people are spending a lot of money, time and effort on that they probably shouldn't be? Well, I think most companies, if you're like I was, you go in and you firefight. Most people, they tend to be a problem solver. They tend to go into problems and be that person. Uh, the biggest thing I see is not investing into an executive assistant for most leadership. And they don't know how to coach somebody because you got to take two steps back to train them. It takes six months. But all of a sudden you get 10 times more efficient. But uh, another thing I think a lot of people do is they say, ride along with my top guy without standard operating procedures, checklists, the right technology and manuals. And they spend all this time training with the bad habits as well as the good habits instead of having a really, really, really documented process of what they're going to be focused on. And that's a big mistake. Did you, uh, have you checked out Rilla yet? Yeah, I'm on Rilla. Oh, sweet. That's, that's pretty sweet. I feel like that's going to be possibly good for creating better SLPs. I don't know. Yet. Yeah, no, really, really what it does is the feedback mechanism. But really what it's about is the technician. It tells you who's talking, the customer or the person. So it'll tell you exactly who's talking, what questions are being asked. A hundred percent. And as the technology gets built out, it's, it's absolutely a game changer. I'm, I'm digging that. Uh, I'm digging their stuff at the HVAC events, too, because they're. They had uh, Gary V. I was at Gary V. And last night I met Jocko. That's yeah. crazy, dude. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, that's they spent cool. money. Yeah, they spent some there. money, dude. All right. So uh, back to our topic at hand. How do you make sure it's not too complicated performance pay? And how do you manage it if you don't have a full-time person? Well, usually the CRM will spit out the data you need. Um, 
you need a good CFO, you need a good controller, you need somebody that understands the pivot table. And the best way to do it is to take the previous 90 days, three months, and you could test against data you already have. And you could say, what if I paid this way? What if I paid this? What if I did this? You could take existing data. So you don't need to guess on it. You could actually use existing data to come up with a new pay. And, uh, and then what you do is you get one ambassador, one good technician, one good CSR, one good dispatcher, and you say, this is confidential. I'm gonna give you your normal pay or this bonus pay, whichever is more for the next 30 days. I want you to tell me what you love, what you hate, and you get the one ambassador, the people that, the, the person that people follow, you build that pay, you make sure it's, it's a win-win. You make sure after that month, we made a lot more money. This hit every single KPI I was trying to drive. Then you roll it out with three more, and then you say it's confidential, you make it tweaks, and then you, you roll it out to everybody and you know it's a tried and sure program. Mm. I like that. Um, do you measure or do you change it weekly, bi-weekly? How often does it change? Like you never want to change pay. No, I'm, I'm not saying the structure. I'm saying like the tier that they're at or whatever they're at. How often do you, is it every paycheck the, the new data is, is integrated? Is it every couple months? Like how often is the new, like they're- So, what, so what my data? I pay yeah. weekly, so it goes off the, the previous week's data. Okay. okay. Yeah. Just curious, like, but now I give, yeah. I like, for example, there's thresholds you hit when you hit 500,000 as a technician and in total revenue. And how I, quickly do you have to have that integrated? I guess, like, is that like the next week it's they're up on the next tier? So we have dates every single month that people get to the next tier. Now, I used to demote people and say you're moving down the tiers. Now I just fire those people. Okay. <laughs> you don't demote people. It's yeah. hard to go home and say, hey, yeah. uh, hey, sweetie, by the way, we're going to be making less money. Yeah. I just didn't yeah. hit my goals. So now we do. And I hate this word performance improvement plans, but it really is. Let's work together yeah. to figure out how we can improve because I want you to succeed. Tim, it's important for me. You have some dreams. We could talk about those dreams. Mm -hmm. And you told me this is what you want more than anything in your life. And I yeah. know you do. So. If we work together at this, I'm only trying to help you because if we increase, increase this by 10%, mm -hmm. this gets you to your goal faster. It's a whole different conversation. I'm working on their dreams. I'm telling them how to accomplish what they want, yeah. their bucket list. I dig it. Well, we're talking a little bit about the letting go of people. I don't know. For some reason, I never hear people talking about that on podcasts, so I always bring it up. And you're talking about top grading recently. Yeah. Um, talk to me. What is top grading and why? In, in this new economic reality that we have, we're down on growth. Why top, what is top grading and why does it matter for home service businesses potentially right now? Well, it's a mindset issue, right? If a person doesn't want to grow, doesn't want to do better, doesn't have bigger goals, they need to be out. I say, is it a will or, will or skill problem? If it's a skill problem, we can train you. But if you don't have the willpower to want to be better, then I can't do anything for you. And sometimes we outgrow people. Somebody's got a brother-in-law. If I went up to your company and I said, you're selling in six months, what do you need to do today? They'd be like, well, I know there's three guys I probably should should have got rid of a long time ago. What in the hell are you waiting for? Well, we're making a lot of transitions. You know, there's a lot of changing. Everybody's got an excuse. They got an alibi, right? Do what you would do if you were selling in six months all the time for your company. The, the John Warlow built the sell. Build a company that's sellable even if you don't plan on selling it. Well, I know there's a lot of things I should be doing, but I, I don't have the guts. Or I just don't have the people. I don't know. You know, it's always an excuse. So yeah, we have a few of those. Hey, so top grading, like that's like, 
people that have outgrown almost on their pay. Is, is that the truth? Is top grading that? Because somebody is, I was top grading about, just means this. It means I'm pulling one in and pushing one away. Top grading means I got a general manager that's okay. I got another one that's great. I'm going to get another guy like this one to put in here. Top okay. grading. It okay. means grading up. It means yeah. people aren't growing at your pace. Yeah. So sometimes they need to be removed from the company. All right. So I haven't read this yet. I'm sorry. You're good. I'm excited to. Uh, what is different about this one than the last one? The last one was incredible. Uh, what is... Why should I read this one? How is it better than the last one that you wrote? So I'll tell you, there's just some cool stories in here. I got some co-authors, but the main premise of the book, I went to Nashville, Tennessee for three days and we worked on five pillars, which are leadership, culture, marketing, recruiting, and systems. And in this book, I talk about performance pay, equity incentive programs. We talk about the stories in here, what Al Levy did for me. And here's the deal with this book. It's super easy to read on Audible. I read it myself. It's super easy to listen to. And I think it's a, it, it was meant to be a movement. It was meant to be, think about a way that everybody wins. So if you were my vendor, I'd say, what's your one-year goal, your three-year goal, your five-year goal? And you might say, hey, Tommy, here's the deal. I'm struggling in St. Louis. We just don't have a good market share there. I'll expand to St. Louis to help you gain market share. If I say, and I'll say, Tim, by the way, my goal is not to drive you down to where you're barely profitable. My goal is to make sure you can innovate. My goal is to make sure you're well-funded. My goal is to make sure you're thriving. So like with my manufacturers, I say, what market don't you have the right product mix? Because we got the best product mix. We sell high-end high stuff because we build value. So I want to help my vendors win. I want to help my internal customers win. I want to help our partnerships win. I want to help my clients win, and I want to win. Build a business where everybody wins is the premise. And I think you'll dig it. I'm excited. Um, just random marketing questions, because I've seen you level up the last couple of years. Yeah. Uh, as far as like videos and reels and stuff like that. How are you doing? Like, that seems like you're liking it. You're enjoying video stuff for yourself. Well, you're I think videos, you look at what TikTok's done, right? Yeah. TikTok blew up. It's shooting up. YouTube took over Google. Do you have any like crazy viral ones? I always see your, your quality is going up and up. So I'm just like curious, have you gone like... Yeah, the, you know, the, the viral ones tend to be controversial. They tend to be funny. You got to get loud on them. Um, it's crazy how like everyone disagreeing with somebody, some makes you, you got to be, go you have to. Uh, Can't be afraid to say how you really feel. And, you know, you look at somebody like Andrew Tate, yeah. right? He just says things that changes, that goes against the grain. Yeah. But uh, but he's got, the thing is, when you're controversial, you'll have a lot of haters, but you'll have a lot of people that will just follow you to do the- Do you have haters? Yeah, I do, actually. I mean, li literally on TikTok, the people don't know me. They don't even know I'm in home service. So the people, yeah. they, they just hate the thought of me. But there's people that keep like popping back and you're like, why are you like- Haters are, are good. They, they You know, people that hate Fox News or CNN, they watch it more than they watch what they like to kind of, they just, it's weird. They'll just watch like people hate Grant Cardone. So he's got more haters and he's got people that like him, but he's like, man, they keep, you know, they keep my algorithm spiking. They're doing all the right stuff. They're commenting. They're doing, they're doing everything, even though it's not good, but it's I laughable. Do, I do see some TikTokers or like content creators, like, like almost pursue that too hard where they're like being really cringe on purpose or like yeah. negative so that they get like, it's stupid. How do, you, how do you ride that line and not 
basically not say stuff you don't really mean just to get haters. Well, you asked me what I thought about hourly. I think hourly is for losers. I think the people that pay that, I think the owners are losers that do that. And, and they haven't evolved, right? They haven't they haven't learned what I've learned, and that's okay. But I was a loser. I, I, the way I paid, it was expected to recruit losers. Yeah. So I say stuff that I've had experience with that I mean. I think the fine line is if you're really, really, really passionate about something, you go above and beyond to let people know. Yeah. And you stand behind real ideas. Yeah. You get behind something. Yeah. It doesn't mean you go through life just saying, ah, I don't really like chocolate. I don't like vanilla. I don't really know. <laughs> you got to pick one. Yeah. Okay, so you got an event coming up. And how many times have you done this event? The home service? So I did vertical you? track. That's my garage door event. Okay. But I decided pest control, swimming pools, landscapers, power washers, roofers, landscape, uh, uh, gutters, HVAC plumbing, electrical garage doors, they all wanted a place to learn from each other. Yeah. Cause you got door to door sales, you got all these different things, right? And you got different things you can take from service agreements, different ideas, different technology. So it's the first time we're having the freedom event. It's in November 1st, 2nd and 3rd and Orlando. And the deal is with this one is I have a partnership. I got an investor. I understand quality of earnings. I understand equity incentive programs. I understand performance pay. I understand scorecards. I understand raising your price book. I understand KPIs. So I'm going to help build businesses. I'm going to help these companies understand exactly what they need to do to build a company that's worth a lot of money and not just change their family tree, but change a lot of people in their company's family tree. What are, what are like two or three speakers that are going to be there that you're super stoked about? Darius Livers. You want to learn how to sell financing? There's nobody better in the country. Um, Al Levy, he's my mentor. We're going to break down a lot of cool stuff with him. Diamond Dallas Page, I mean, the guy's 65 doing yoga, right? He's just got cool stories, been through the ringer. Um, I've got some Aaron Gaynor just walked by. I mean, his story, the dude has two guys that did over 500 grand last month in plumbing. And he's got a hell of a story. And the guy's a hell of an operator. He's one of my best friends. The people that are going to be there, I'm bringing in Dan Antonelli because, dude, without the brand, you have nothing. Like, the idea of this whole freedom event is to get freedom. And what is freedom? It means do what you want to do with who you want to do it anytime you want to do it. But it also means give that to the rest of the people around you mm. and the elevate mindset. So love it. We're going we're, we're gonna to have a blast. I think if people miss it, it's a small investment. But the difference with this event versus all these other events is we're going to help people implement. Everybody has crazy ideas. They take a lot of notes. They take their notes. They think they put it under their pillow. The note fairy is going to come grant all their shit. I know I sound like I'm kind of mean, but I just, I want your businesses to do better. I want to see you build wealth. I want to see you spend more time with family. And I want you to take care of the people underneath you that helped you get there. And you could affect a lot of lives. You could change a lot of communities if you do it right. I appreciate that. Okay. So I'm going to start doing this every podcast, but what's a HVAC CEO that I should try to get on my podcast. An HVAC CEO that you think is doing it really well. Darius Livers. Dar Darius Livers. Okay, sweet. Get Darius. He is so freaking good. I've interviewed him so many times. You know, Josh from Parker and Sons, which Josh Kelly Clover. I mean, he's a, he's a hell of a guy. He's a smart dude. Um, I think you should get Aaron Gaynor. He's doing HVAC now. Um, he's such a good person. And he cares about his people. I always look. Not who you are on stage, not who you are around people, but who you are in your company. And I watch these people and watch 
the love and attention and care they give to each and every person and they'll bleed for their team. And that's the person I want to be around. Mm, I love it. Well, thank you so much for being Thanks, on Tim. here, man. Appreciate Always your a pleasure. Time. Yes, sir. And thank you for watching. Uh, please like, rate, review. No, seriously, comment. go out there. If you enjoyed it, you should do something about it. Take a few minutes. I ask for reviews all the time when I'm with customers and clients. If we gave you five out of five knowledge, drop a couple of reviews for Tim. He needs it. He's blowing this thing up. It's a new podcast. Just take a few minutes. Give back. Pay it forward. You could have anything you want in life if you help enough people get what they want. Help Tim be number one in the podcast. Thank you. See you guys.